Welcome to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang, John Conley, and Ryan Marston. You need a strategy that is fluid enough to move with the ebbs and the flows that's happening in today's world. For over two decades, Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners have been helping the people of Boston plan for retirement. We want to make sure that you create an income plan that is going to be sustainable for the rest of your life. And now, the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. And hello again. Welcome to the weekend and the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast, where Sam Lang of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners kind of guides us through some of the things that people are asking about and they're we're wondering about when they come in and talk about planning for their retirement. That's why we have this show, because you may be in the same boat. You've saved, you've done a great job there, and you're getting into this time where the paycheck is all on you. It's not on your employer, and you wonder, how's that going to work? So I need a little help along those lines. Sam is the guy to help you. Sam, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you, Randy, my good man? How was your uh, how was your time off last week? I'm back at work now just to rest. <laughs> <laughs> I I hear you loud and clear. You know, because of the holiday weekend, Gosh. I took the week off, but it really really was more like 9 or 10 days and oh. I was itching to get back, but when I got back, man, let me tell you, there was a pile of stuff on my desk to clear out. I felt like I was working 24/7 for 2 days straight, but oh. good to be here on the air with you and just to your point, love to talk to our listeners and really answer their questions as they get closer to retirement. Like, what do I do now? Yeah, absolutely true. We wonder what that next phase of our life is like. We kind of step into it, and and we need a little help along the way, and that's what we're going to talk through today. And the reason that we're going to do this show is because of one story that has come out about our 401ks. And we're going to talk a lot about that today. We always get a lot of people call the show when we talk about 401ks because there's a lot of mystery out there of how to use it. And Sam Vanguard did a study, and this is probably one of the most extensive studies I've ever seen, 500,000 retirees with 401ks over a 10-year period of time. So that, it's not a small sample. It's not a pretty. At all. It's yeah. a real sample. It really 500,000 retirees. Okay. So they asked them and they observed, how are you using your 401k in retirement? Here's what they found. These two things. 70% of retirees leave their money in their 401k and IRA, and they just take the money as needed. As we say, peel money off the top mm-hmm. as they need okay. it. 30% of retirees cashed out their employer plans, and the money was gone in five years. Yikes. Yikes is Not a right. good situation. This is your biggest retirement asset. We have to treat it like gold because this is going to power our yeah. retirement. And it looks like people aren't managing it very well. I mean, this is the roof over your head. you got to make sure that you take good care of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to your point, I mean, I think it's a great topic to discuss because I don't know. I can't remember the last time I actually met with somebody, sat down and discussed their goals and, you know, what they're looking to do. And we had a discussion with that person that didn't have a 401k, mm-hmm. right? Or some type of a mm-hmm. company-sponsored retirement plan. Could have been a 403b or a 457 plan. But you know what I'm talking about. Sure. A company-sponsored retirement plan. I'd say, if not everybody, close to everybody that we're talking about, has a good amount, if not a, a great amount of money in those plans. So, yeah, it's very important to make sure you take care of it with care, TLC. When I got into the working world in the 70s, 
I remember I heard of pensions, and I mm-hmm. realized that the, the career path that I had chosen, I wasn't going to get one. That that wasn't a part of my, my career, so I knew that I needed something else. And then they presented this thing to me called the 401K, and they, they kind of sold it and said, you know what? In a pension, they manage the money. With a 401K, you manage you the manage money. You manage the money, yeah. And I kind of bought in. I thought, well, that seems like a good thing. And everybody else did, too, because there's $6.3 trillion in 401k, Sam. So a lot That's of us a have pretty money big there. number, huh? That's yeah. a pretty big number. I mean, you know, listen, it's good and bad. And going back to the history of 401ks and when it was actually created in 1978, Congress came out and said, hey, look, you know, some people aren't saving any money. A lot of these pensions that some of these larger companies are underfunded. Mm-hmm. So we got this great idea. We're going to come out with this program where you can put money in If you work for a company that's nice enough, they might put some of their money in, and here you go. You're off to the races, and you can do a good job saving. Well, on paper, that sounds great. The problem is really twofold. One, you got to save the money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if they give it to you, it's pretty easy to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it it next week. I'll start next month. I'll do it next year. And you didn't get a good enough head start, so you're not putting the money in on a regular basis. That's problem number one. And we see that. People aren't taking full advantage of um, what they can contribute into their 401ks. They're not maxing out. In some cases, they're not even putting in money when their employers says, hey, look, you put in some money, we'll match it. That's like free money. Why wouldn't you do that, right? So that's problem number one. And the problem number two, this is just my opinion. You are given the responsibility, a big one, probably one of the largest responsibilities that you might have to a lot of folks that really have no idea what to do, mm-hmm. right? So a huge responsibility on on folks that are not trained mm-hmm. to essentially do a good job, quote-unquote, investing their money, making sure it's in the right sort of buckets or right place and it's going to grow and how do you review those things. So, yeah, it's, again, on paper it sounds great, but it's, it's as we see it, it's become a problem because that's probably the number one question that people come to us with. Hey, I got this account. It's It looks okay. I look at it once in a while. You know, I like it when it goes up. I don't like it so much when it goes down. But am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right track? Do I have the right choices? And then ultimately, when, when I retire, you know, how do I use this? Like, how do I take money from here? How much can I get away with taking money every month? Because I need another, you know, $3,000 a month to meet my expenses. So, you know, a lot of those things go into the overall picture of a picture-perfect 401k plan. So we're going to look at this today in three different phases. We're going to say, what do you do with your 401k while you're working? What do you do with your 401k as you're getting ready for retirement? And what do you do with your 401k in retirement, your tax-deferred plans? And we're going to kind of go through that and uh, take some notes here, folks, today, because, I mean, this is some great information. Because, Sam, I I remember that uh, I thought the 401k was a great thing. Until 2000 came along and I lost half of it and then it built back up again and then 2008 came and I lost half of it and I thought, well, you know, I keep pushing money in here and then I lose a bunch of it. And then I, I remember on PBS, they did a, a frontline, a big uh, documentary about people who lost money in their 401k. And they had put all their eggs in that basket that was going to power their retirement. And now it's been cut in half. 
And it, it just didn't seem like it was the great thing that we thought it was. You know, it really goes back to what we talk about each and every week. It really depends on where you are in your retirement journey, if it becomes a an actual problem or not. I mean, think about it. If you're, you know, 30 years old, you're just starting your career, and it's the year 2000. In 2000, the market went down. 2001, the market went down. 2002, the market went down because of the tech bubble. It's actually good news for you, right? Because you're buying everything on sale. Right. Right. You don't need the money for another 30 years. So, you know, who cares? The difference is if you were just about to retire, studies have shown that if you left things alone, it took close to 10 years for the account values to actually come back. Mm -hmm. So can you really afford to not take money out in the first 10 years of your retirement? So that really goes to sort of where you are, again, in your retirement journey, how old you are, how much time you have left, how much are you contributing, you know, what you have, what choices are you using? So, yeah, there's a lot of things that we have to consider. And to your point, we need to make sure that we get some good guidance and help. If, if you're not doing a good job yourself, really just, I mean, you know, make the time and take the effort to go get some good professional advice. And that's what we do here at Rabino and Lang Wealth Partners. And why we have this show is to kind of introduce you to what we call the 365 retirement plan. And certainly as you sit down and, and meet with the team at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners, this is going to be a big part of the discussion. How do we take this big block of money that you've saved that's tax infested and how do we use that in retirement to its optimum? And, and we're going to go through that. What do you do if you leave your job with your 401k? Do you take it into your own control or do you move it to your new employer plan? All sorts of questions that go with 401ks. These are the kind of questions we're going to deal with on the show today. And these are the questions that we're going to deal with as we sit down together and talk through your 365 retirement plan. We're going to give you a little look at what that looks like and get back to it and talk about using that 401k while you're working and the decisions you have to make about it. That's coming up next on the 365 retirement radio show and podcast. Are you worried that a sudden stock market crash will wipe out a substantial amount of your retirement? It doesn't have to be this way. Our 365 Retirement Plan is designed to help ease your stock market worries and ensure a smooth transition into retirement. Here's why our plan stands out. Diversification. We carefully allocate your investments across a range of asset classes. By spreading risk, we aim to protect your savings from sudden market downturns. Active Risk Management. We actively monitor and manage your portfolio, responding swiftly to market changes and take proactive measures to safeguard your retirement savings. Guaranteed income. By incorporating certain guaranteed income options, ensuring you can maintain your desired standard of living without fear of what the market is doing. Personalized approach. Every individual's retirement goals and risk tolerance are unique. Our job is to work closely with you to tailor a retirement plan that's aligned with your specific needs, aspirations, and time horizon. Don't let stock market worries rob you of the retirement you deserve. Call 617-440-9365 and schedule a 15-minute introductory call to tell us about your unique situation. That's 617-440-9365. Or visit our website at 365retirement.com. The 365 Retirement Plan by Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners works every day of the year, so you don't have to.
And welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show with Sam Lang of Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. You can find us online at 365retirement.com for our 365 retirement plan. You can also give us a call at 617-440-9365. If you wonder what your 401k is going to do for you in retirement and how to handle it, these are the guys to talk about it, and we're talking about it on the show today. So, Sam, uh, you get into your your first job, and they say, we have a 401k plan. You wait 90 days, you become eligible, and you get there, and they give you the paperwork, and you have to answer two questions. Number one, how much are you going to put in? And number two, where are you going to put it? And these are two big questions, aren't they? <laughs> that's big stuff. And, and by the way, these days they don't give you paperwork anymore. You do everything well, online. That's you know? true. That's true. <laughs> so my um, my daughter just recently went through that. She's changed jobs. She's in her late twenties, and you know, one day like six thirty, she doesn't live at home anymore. And one day, thank God, <laughs> and one day, and one day she uh, texted me, "Dad, you got a few seconds?" And you know, it's like dinner time. I'm like, sure. So I had to walk her through her four hundred one k setup with the new company. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I? She had like. $15,000 in the old company, you know, how do I transfer it over? Okay. What are my choices here? All my choices, you know, what do I choose? To what we were talking about before the break, you know, you're putting a pretty big responsibility on a person that really doesn't know a ton about, mm-hmm. like, the investment world, right, or the retirement world. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to make some really important choices. You know, what are the fees involved? Do you want active versus passive management of your money? You know, active is when you choose an investment, could be a mutual fund, that is, quote, unquote, actively managed. It might cost a little bit more, but the whole idea is because they're doing more, hopefully they do better and they give you a nice return. And then passive is mostly like index funds. You know, you sort of buy and hold and the costs are significantly less. And you're just tracking an index. Could be a NASDAQ, could be an S&P, could be a Dow, uh, could be, you know, a foreign index, could be an international index. But a lot of times people get confused. You know, what is this? Is this a bond? Is it a target date fund? I mean, so there are so many choices. And then I think one of the bigger problems is people, you know, the water cooler talk. Well, what'd you do, Jack? <laughs> oh, this is what I do. Oh, that sounds good. Let me do that too. And you have sort of no idea what that person's situation is. It could have been your cubicle mate that you've worked with for three years, but maybe their situation is entirely different. Maybe they received an inheritance from their parents and and, you know, they can take on more risk, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, every penny in your situation counts and you can't take on as much risk. So it really there's a lot of choices that needs to be made while you're working. And one of the pieces of information that you can get is what the past performance is. So, you know, you may not know the difference between an index fund and a bond fund and a balance fund and an international fund, but then you look there and it says, OK, here's what it's done over the last year, three years, five years. And, Sam, you're just looking in the rearview mirror. That is no indication of what it's going to do It really in the isn't. All that fine print, and what does the fine print say? Past performance is no indicative of future results, right, future returns. So, and the other thing we talk about a lot on this show is, you know, averages can kind of be misleading, mm-hmm. right, just because it has an average of X, Y, Z or an average of 5.5%. That doesn't really mean you didn't lose any money if the market went down. Okay, so, you know, we'll come back to that maybe later on in the segment. But the reality is that, yeah, you have to make some really important decisions. And, you know, the other decision is, okay, it's great. You got a 401k plan. Well, you know, how does it work from a tax standpoint? Mm -hmm. And most people have been sort of led to believe that we're going to be in a lower tax bracket 
when you retire, right? It kind of makes sense. You don't have as much earnings and you'll be in a low tax bracket. Well, then we go full tilt and put everything into the pre-tax traditional 401k, which is what we're seeing with many of our prospective clients that are coming in because that's what they've been doing for the last 30 years. But the reality is, I think, and, and most people listening will agree, if you're listening, you'll agree with me, I'm sure, that we can't as a country continue to spend recklessly like we are. I mean, our national deficit's gone out of control. I mean, just a month ago, the government was going to shut down and we didn't increase the debt ceiling. So that tells you something. Right. Which means at some point, I don't mean tomorrow, but it could be, you know, five years into your retirement that they decide to raise income taxes. And if that's the case, you have this essential tax bomb that's going to go off because every time you withdraw money, you have to pay taxes on it. Right. So during your working years, one of the other choices and one of the other decisions you really need to focus on, understand, and then make make you know appropriately is how much of that money that you're saving now you're doing it in a Roth 401k format where you pay the taxes now going forward there are no taxes but when most importantly when you go to take it out there are no taxes forever and ever if mm -hmm. you do it correctly mm -hmm. so the whole idea is to really maybe have a good balance of that so Randy not only do people need to understand you know choices are important but what format in terms of, of taxes, do we do traditional, do we do a Roth 401k, is also an important factor to consider while you're working. So you look at risk levels, how much risk are you comfortable with, you look at taxes and maybe have some of money that's uh, that has tax and other money that is post-taxed, so that's a part of the decision. Then Sam, how much do we put in? I know that there's a certain amount that you can put in for Roth, there's a certain different uh, level that you can put in uh, to a 401k, and then at age 50 things change, yep, yep. there's a lot there. There is, so if you are working, and you are under age 50, the max that you can put in is 22500 in the year 2023. If you're over age 50, they have this thing called the catch-up provision, you can add another $7,500. So you can max out at $30,000. Okay. So let's say your company matches 50%. So if you put in $30,000, they put in $15,000, that's a total of $45,000 of savings, and that's real good. One thing I think people need to sort of at least you know, put on their radar for, for later years is if you're talking to somebody that's younger, I mean, saving 22500 is, is a lot of money. That's great. Right? I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think my kids are doing that. So you, you do what you can. But as your lifestyle changes, maybe you're paying off some debt. Uh, maybe I just had a conversation with a woman the other day. She paid off a mortgage. So her monthly expenses are now down by about $2,500. Well, what are you going to do with that money, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe you max out if you haven't been doing that. Maybe you do a catch-up if you haven't been doing that. But those are the important numbers to pay attention to. And, and, of course, anytime anybody has a question, we are here at your service. You can just give us a call to the office, 617-440-9365, and we'll be happy to answer your questions. And when we talk about that 15-minute strategy call, that, I uh, would imagine, is part of the conversation. I have this 401K, and I don't know what to do with yeah. it, Sam, or yeah. I need to make it work better. How does that work? What can you tell me? Exactly. That's an introductory call where we spend, you know, and when I say we say 15 minutes, sometimes it goes longer. Sort of just match up, hey, these are my concerns. This is what I'm worried about. This is where I'm in stage of my life. These are my assets, et cetera. And then we can determine if, if our specialty, what we do as a company, really has a good match for you. And if that's so, then we'll offer you that complimentary consultation. But it's a great place to start to make sure that 
If you have questions, we get them answered for you. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And today we're focused totally on that 401k of yours, or maybe it's a 403b, one of those tax-deferred accounts that you get from your employer. How do we use it while we're working? How do we get ready with it while we're going into retirement? And how do we use it in retirement? Because a lot of people make a lot of mistakes here. So we've talked about choosing the funds. We talked about the limits. But Sam, sometimes people go from job to job. You just talked about your daughter. My son, you know, called me and did exactly the same conversation. Dad, I'm starting a new one. What should I do? So when you move from one employer to the next, you have a decision to make. Do you leave it there or do you bring it on to the new employer or do you take it into your own 401 or your own IRA? How do you go through that decision? Sure. Let's talk that through. So a 401k, a 403b, again, is a company-sponsored retirement program. So let's say you work for company ABC. You decide to move jobs and you go to company XYZ. Well, you have a choice. You can start a new 401k plan at XYZ and just leave the old 401k plan at the old company, right? People do that. But think about over a course of 30, 40 years, if you've moved jobs maybe five or six times, do you really want to have five or six 401k plans? No, probably not a great idea. So, you know, it's, it's harder to sort of pay attention to, manage, and consolidation is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people move their 401ks from the old employer, former employer, to the current employer. And, and that's a, a great way to sort of think about it because the, there is a benefit of leaving money in a 401k. We can talk about it later, like you can have access through loans, you can mm-hmm. take money out before you're 59 and a half if, if you need it for certain reasons. But for the most part, if you're leaving a job, it's probably a good idea to at least be educated on how you can take advantage of using a self-directed IRA. Because essentially that means any choice that you want to invest in, anything you want to invest in is available to you Mm -hmm. inside an IRA versus if you just take the 401k from the old former employer to the current employer. Now you you, you have choices, but you're kind of stuck with maybe... I don't know, 25, 30 choices that the current employee is offering. Some of them might be great, but some of them might not be so great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it takes a little bit of time to sort of do an analysis to make sure that you're doing the right thing. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang talking about the 401k today. Uh, How do you use it while you're working? How do you use it while you're getting ready for retirement? And how do you use it in retirement? This is a a really good discussion with one of our 15-minute strategy calls. If you have a question about your 401k and you wonder, is it invested in the right places? Uh, Is there something better I can do? I've got three old ones at old employers. How do I move that around? Uh, Is there taxes involved with that? All good questions, and you can get those questions out on the table, 617-440-9365. Maybe that leads us to sitting down and actually building a 365 retirement plan where we can give your 401k some purpose in your retirement. Go to 365retirement.com. There's a button up at the top there that says talk to an advisor, and you'll be on your way. All right, Sam, so we're talking about moving money from one place to the next, and many times there are taxes involved with that. What you've just been talking about of moving from plan to plan or plan to IRA, are there any taxes involved there? What do we have to worry about? Um, If you do it correctly, no, there are no taxes. But, of course, the optimum word is if you do it correctly. The best way to do it is what they call a trustee-to-trustee direct transfer, right? So go from the trustee 
of former employer to the current trustee at your new job. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest thing to do. It's all done by paperwork. If you take a check, you can do that too, but you have time limits in terms of how you can roll that over and sort of not screw things up and become a tax bomb. So that's 60 days. If you leave a company, say, you know, just go ahead and give me the check. It's $88,000 in my 401k and you take it, you have 60 days to roll that over to a new 401k on IRA. Otherwise, if you miss that, that entire $88,000 becomes taxable to you. Whoops. And, and you can only do that once every 12 months. Okay. So you got to make sure that if you are, you know, moving jobs frequently, you can't do that. You can only do it once every 12 months. That's really sort of a new rule that's been implemented about five, six years ago that we need to be aware of. Um, but for the most part, it's not difficult. If you do get a check, you want to make sure you get a check. And I use myself as an example, payable to the new trustee. So let's say it's Fidelity and then FBO, which stands for, for benefit of Sam Lang's new IRA. Mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to do. But again, if you mess it up, it can be a problem and it can be taxable. And we don't want to use our 401k as a piggy bank. Uh, we yeah. all get into emergency situations. It should probably be the last place where you get money from. But Sam, you mentioned you can take a loan from your 401k. Uh, a loan implies I got to pay the money back. You got to pay it back. Yeah, okay. Right. So tell me about that. Yeah. So we talked about it earlier. One of the benefits of 401k is that you can actually take loans out. Whereas you rolled over what we've been talking about, let's say your former employer's 401k, you roll it over to an IRA, you can't take loans from that. Okay. And to your point, you don't want to use a 401k as your piggy bank because the whole idea is to use it in retirement, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're 41 years old, you shouldn't be touching that money till at least 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that, yes, while there is a benefit, you can take a loan, that's not the ideal situation. But, you know, sometimes push comes to shove and you need the money. But that's one of the benefits of having money or leaving money in a 401k versus an IRA. You're listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang. Give us a call and let's talk through your questions with your 401k. We're dedicating the entire show to that today. Give us a look, 617-440-9365 or 365retirement.com. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about using that 401k. What do you need to do with your 401k to get ready to get into retirement? That's coming up next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Are you worried that a sudden stock market crash will wipe out a substantial amount of your retirement? The volatility and unpredictability of the stock market and their potential impact on your hard-earned savings can be downright nerve-wracking and leave you feeling uncertain about the future. That's the true cost of market uncertainty. Sleepless nights, stress, and a sense of helplessness, jeopardizing the retirement you've worked so hard to achieve. After all, what good is retirement if you spend it worried about whether or not you can enjoy it? It doesn't have to be this way. Our 365 Retirement Plan is designed to help ease your stock market worries and ensure a smooth transition into retirement. Here's why our plan stands out. Diversification. We carefully allocate your investments across a range of asset classes, minimizing the impact of any single stock or market segment. By spreading risk, we aim to protect your savings from sudden market downturns. Active Risk Management. We actively monitor and manage your portfolio, responding swiftly to market changes and take proactive measures to safeguard your retirement savings while seeking out potential opportunities for growth. Guaranteed Income. 
By incorporating certain guaranteed income options, we help eliminate worries about market fluctuations, ensuring you can maintain your desired standard of living without fear of what the market is doing. Personalized approach. Every individual's retirement goals and risk tolerance are unique. Our job is to work closely with you to tailor a retirement plan that's aligned with your specific needs, aspirations, and time horizon. Don't let stock market worries rob you of the retirement you deserve. Embrace the added peace of mind and financial security that our 365 retirement plan provides. Call 617-440-9365 and schedule a 15-minute introductory call to tell us about your unique situation. That's 617-440-9365. Or visit our website at 365retirement.com. The 365 Retirement Plan by Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners works every day of the year, so you don't have to. Call 617-440-9365. Or visit our website at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast with Sam Lang at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners. And today, we're really focused in on your 401k. There are $6.3 trillion in 401ks. 60 million of us have a 401k plan, and a lot of us don't know how to use it once we get ready for retirement. So, Sam, that's the conversation now. How do we get ready with our 401k? We've talked about risk here. Should I be making some adjustments to my 401k as I get closer to my retirement. You know, they've got that target date fund out there that's supposed to de-risk things. Should I be doing that myself? What do you say about that one? Well, think about it. I mean, as we age, as we get older, do you do the same things that you were doing when you were 30 years old? No. Yeah. No. I mean, I went, I used to be a runner and I could run five miles. Today, I'm super happy if I can walk five miles, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I still try to keep myself in decent shape, but you know, the knees are a little bit shot. Mm -hmm. You just don't do the same thing. Would you play tackle football just because you did it in high school? Probably not. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of how you invest the money and how you think about money, when are you going to use it? The older you get, you know, that old saying, the more conservative you ought to be. Mm -hmm. It's an exactly true. So you sort of got to need to get ready. As you're getting close to retirement, you need to get ready to start to use that 401k plan. Mm -hmm. Start to use the money. That's why you saved it, right? Because when you stop working, most of us are going to need more money than Social Security is going to provide for us. Some of us are lucky enough to have pensions. But we're going to probably need to take withdrawals from your savings, in this case, the 401k. So we need to sort of, quote unquote, Get it ready. Mm -hmm. um, I like to use my daughter earlier about she moved jobs, but she also moved apartments. And you're not going to, what, pack the, the night before you move? No, you start to pack a couple of weeks or even a month before. Mm -hmm. you maybe you move some boxes to the new place, you know, if you were able to do that. But And then come the final day that you're moving, that's like your retirement day. That's the big day. So you got to get it ready. And one of the things that we encourage people to think about is your risk tolerance. We use that word, de-risk. Not a dirty word. It's a very good word. So protection rotation is what we talk about all the time. And we want to make sure that, you know, if you're 55, 59, 62, and you're going to retire a few years down the road, that you sort of get that 401k ready for you to use. And if you know you're going to need, say, $3,000 a month, some of that money should be geared for creating a paycheck, replacing your paycheck. It should be geared for income. Not so much for just growth. Yeah, we all want to make money. But guess what? Money in the stock market 
it goes up and it comes down. So we want to make sure that not all of your money is positioned in a sense that it can go up quickly, but it can also come down quickly because now you're going to need to use it. So one of those things is de-risking your portfolio. So I know I've had 401ks with Fidelity and Vanguard and John Hancock over the years, all, all these different companies that I've worked for, and every one of them has some kind of a pie chart there. There's green and there's red. And so the green stuff is the stuff that is a little more protected, and the red stuff is the stuff that's a little more risky. And you can kind of manipulate that pie chart as you go through to give yourself a little bit more green as you get toward your retirement years. Yeah, we have a lot of discussion with people that call in. In fact, we had a discussion probably three weeks ago and the gentleman said, hey, you know what? I don't like what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. I'm 64 and a half. I'm going to always thought I could retire at 65. I did the numbers on my own. You know, of course, I like you to confirm it, but I think I'm on track. And one of the things I did a few months ago was literally put everything into cash. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not agreeing with him because he kind of sort of missed some of the upside. But, you know, for him, it was all about the power of being able to go to sleep and not have to worry. And so you got to do certain things to sort of get it ready. But that's one of the things that you, I think I would encourage people to think more about instead of just doing it on a whim or, you know, clicking this box on the website and yeah, take everything, sell everything tomorrow. Sort of go through the analysis, go through and sit down with a retirement professional. And what we encourage all the time is to figure out, do you have enough money to live on each and every month. Let's figure out what the income gap is. And if it's $2,000 a month or it's $10,000 a month, where is that money going to come from? And that's sort of how you back into how much of your 401k should you de-risk and how much of that 401k should you sort of leave on the table and, you know, hopefully make some good money. So we're talking about taking more control of your money as you get toward retirement. And Sam, you mentioned that there are some ages that we have to kind of key in on. And 59 and a half is a big one. So why is that age so important? Yeah, that always, always comes up. It's important for really two reasons. One, in a 401k, when you take money out of the 401k, it's always going to be taxable, Mm -hmm. no matter how old you are. If it's a traditional 401k, unless we're talking about Roth, but if it's in a traditional 401k, no matter what age you are, it's going to be taxable. Mm-hmm. However, if you're under age 59 and a half, and for some reason, you know, you just made a withdrawal because you felt like you wanted to or you needed to, there's an additional, not tax, but there's a penalty of 10%. Mm. After 59 and a half in one day, you can withdraw from your 401k, pay the taxes, you know, you still have to pay the taxes, mm-hmm. but there is no 10% excess withdrawal penalty. So- That's something to key in on. But also, you know, most people sort of know that, so they don't touch it. Here's what we found. We've talked to numerous people that felt like they can't really do anything with their 401k until they retire. Hey, I'm going to retire at 67, so, you know, I'm 60 now. I'm stuck in this thing for the next seven years. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, there's something called an in-service distribution or an in-service rollover, that allows you to roll money over to an IRA. And for most companies, and, and, and let me say this, not every company allows you to do that, but most companies do as long as you are age 59 and a half. I talked to a radio listener that called in the other day, had you know very similar discussion as we're talking about now, talked for 10 minutes about his 401k, what should I do, what can I do? And one of the things that he had no idea on how to sort of approach it is, what we've been talking about. He thought he was stuck there till for the next five years. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't you just call tomorrow 
call Human Resource, find out if you have an in-service rollover allowable privilege, and sure enough, he can do that. Okay. So we're going to have a further discussion about that. But the magic age is 59 and a half. So now you don't have to pay that penalty anymore, and you can start to move that money around and, and maybe have a little bit more control of it. You mentioned in the previous segment about taxes. So 401k money is put away before taxes. So as you take the money out, you have to pay those taxes. Um, one of the things that we talk about is maybe you're going to be in a higher tax bracket. Everybody thinks a lower tax bracket, but you might be in a higher tax bracket in your retirement with all this income that you have generated. So you don't want to have that take place. So we want to maybe pay some of those taxes now so that we don't have to pay them later. So converting money from that taxable area to the tax-free area is something I know that you guys do. Uh, how do I know if this is a good idea for me? How do you know? You really got to run the numbers. This is the simple analysis and just, you know, it's not the right thing to do a Roth conversion for everybody. But if you have the right profile and, you know, maybe your concerns are, hey, I'd like to leave some money to my kids and I want to leave it to them tax free because I don't think I'm going to spend all of it. Leaving them a Roth IRA is a whole lot better than leaving them a traditional IRA. That mm -hmm. I can tell you. Mm -hmm. So. You can either do it on your own, maybe have IRAs, maybe you're working with a financial professional, do the analysis, and then you can do, you know, it's hard to, it's a big pill to swallow if you're going to do the whole entire amount, right? So what we try to have people sort of understand, you can do it gradually, so we call that a systematic Roth conversion. Mm -hmm. In fact, some 401ks allow you to do that within the plan, and if they offer, you know, you work for ABC company, they have a traditional 401k, they have a Roth 401k. Some companies allow you to do a systematic Roth conversion right within that plan. So, you know, find out if you're eligible to do that and run the numbers, see if it makes sense. It, it wouldn't be a, such a terrible thing to go into retirement with, you know, two buckets of money. Mm -hmm. One's tax deferred that you'll have to pay taxes on someday down the road. And the other one is tax free forever and ever that you've already paid taxes on. That's what we'd like to see. So you, let's just give a scenario here. Somebody has saved a million dollars for retirement. They come to you at age 62 and they say, well, Sam, I, I'm, a, I'm planning on retiring at age 67. And I know that I don't have to touch my 401k now until I'm 73, so says Uncle Sam. So does that mean I should take $100,000 out every year and pay the taxes on that until it's completely tax-free and I get to that age 73 and I take that money now and I can take it as I want to? Or do you take half of it and do it? I mean, how, how do those numbers work out? You say, I got to run the numbers. How do you do that? Listen, this, this is going to sound like a lawyer answer, right? But it depends. <laughs> it depends. You know, it depends. It, <laughs> it depends. You, like you said, well, after you run the analysis, you can tell you, you know, how much of that conversion you can you can take advantage of today before you go into a higher tax bracket. So again, every person's a different situation. But I would think probably the topic of discussion before the Roth conversion is, is my money in the right place? Do I have better choices? Is my 401k choices, are they good? You know, are the fees reasonable? Are they too high? You know, do that analysis first. Mm -hmm. And then sort of back into, should you do a Roth conversion or not? But guess what? We have people that we work with, they do both. Right. So if you, to your point that, conversation you're having, I'm 62, I'm going to stay here till 67, I'm going to work, you know, am I saving enough? Do I have enough? You got to have that conversation to start before you know what exactly it is 
that you should be doing. And that is exactly what the 365 retirement plan is. We do that analysis for you. It starts with our 15-minute strategy call. I'll give you the number, 617-440-9365. Maybe this is where the bulk of your money is. It's very common that they've told us to save in 401ks, and that's what we did. So that's where all our money is, and now we get to retirement, and it doesn't give us a check like a pension did. How do we use that money? Well, that's what the 365 retirement plan can show you. We're going to give you a real good look at what that is all about right now. And then on the other side of the break, we'll start talking about how do you use that money? This this big box of money that you put together for retirement, how do you use it in retirement effectively? That's next on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Are you worried that a sudden stock market crash will wipe out a substantial amount of your retirement? The volatility and unpredictability of the stock market and their potential impact on your hard-earned savings can be downright nerve-wracking and leave you feeling uncertain about the future. That's the true cost of market uncertainty. Sleepless nights, stress, and a sense of helplessness, jeopardizing the retirement you've worked so hard to achieve. After all, what good is retirement if you spend it worried about whether or not you can enjoy it? It doesn't have to be this way. Our 365 Retirement Plan is designed to help ease your stock market worries and ensure a smooth transition into retirement. Here's why our plan stands out. Diversification. We carefully allocate your investments across a range of asset classes, minimizing the impact of any single stock or market segment. By spreading risk, we aim to protect your savings from sudden market downturns. Active Risk Management. We actively monitor and manage your portfolio, responding swiftly to market changes and take proactive measures to safeguard your retirement savings while seeking out potential opportunities for growth. Guaranteed income. By incorporating certain guaranteed income options, we help eliminate worries about market fluctuations, ensuring you can maintain your desired standard of living without fear of what the market is doing. Personalized approach. Every individual's retirement goals and risk tolerance are unique. Our job is to work closely with you to tailor a retirement plan that's aligned with your specific needs, aspirations, and time horizon. Don't let stock market worries rob you of the retirement you deserve. Embrace the added peace of mind and financial security that our 365 retirement plan provides. Call 617-440-9365 and schedule a 15-minute introductory call to tell us about your unique situation. That's 617-440-9365. Or visit our website at 365retirement.com. The 365 Retirement Plan by Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners works every day of the year, so you don't have to. Call 617-440-9365. Or visit our website at 365retirement.com. Welcome back to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. If you picked up on us in just, uh, you know, the last couple of minutes here, we've been talking about 401ks. How do you use it while you're working? How do you use it as you get ready for retirement? And how do you use it in retirement? And if you want to hear the entire show, it'll be on our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Check that out. A lot of great information here today. So we're at that point now, Sam. How do we use this 401k in retirement? So 
you know, people, you talk about buckets of money. This is one of your buckets of money. Do I dip into my 401k first or do I take Social Security first or do I dip into my savings first? What, what bucket of money do I use here as I get into retirement? Great question. We speak with a lot of people that call in for exactly that question. You know, when do I, should I start Social Security and take money from my 401k at the same time? I retired yesterday. So kind of people think, well, the day after, this is when you should start. You got to run the numbers. As an example, maybe you have, you know, no kids and your longevity, you're in great health, your parents lived 100 and you're worried about running out of money, right? So maybe in this case, we defer taking Social Security because we know that if you do that, the benefit is going to increase by 8% every year. And when you do start taking it, you're going to be really locking in a higher number for the rest of your life. Versus if you take it early, then you're kind of locking in a low number for the rest of your life. Maybe there's a situation where your wife is taking a little break, but she's going to go back to work a year from now. You just retired yesterday, and you have a little window in the next year of being able to take down, say, $90,000 from your 401k plan that year without going into the next tax bracket, right? So why not take advantage of that versus doing it when your wife goes back to work a year from now? So there's a lot of sort of what ifs, but again, running the numbers, that's part of the 365 retirement plan. And going back to the first thing that people should think about, if you retire or when you retire, in my opinion, your number one job is to replace your paycheck, right? right? Maybe not all of it because you don't need all of it, but if you have a sort of, let's say, just use round numbers, a $10,000 a month lifestyle, and you used to make $12,000 a month, well, no problem. But when you stop working, you're going to go from making twelve to maybe four or $5,000 a month from just Social Security. So how do we bridge that gap? How do we find that extra, you know, four or five or $6,000 a month that I need to not only pay my bills, but to, you know, enjoy retirement, go out to dinner once in a while, take a vacation. So that's the place you start. And then once you determine that, you know, do I start taking money from my Roth 401k? Do I take it from my traditional IRA or my traditional 401? Do I consolidate? You know, how do I deal with RMDs when I'm 72 or 73, depending on when you retire? So a lot of those questions really come into play. So we talked about taxes. If you don't do these conversions that we talk about and you just start using that 401k money, how is that taxed, Sam? Uh, is, is it As just ordinary income. Ordinary just income. Ordinary okay. income. Right. And I think that the danger there is not so much just simply the tax, but you mentioned some statistic at, at the beginning of the show, like 70% of the people just, quote unquote, dip into their 401k mm -hmm. on an as-needed basis. Well, you know, if the accounts continue to grow, you're not going to have a problem. Right. But what if the accounts go down and they don't go down just one year, but they go down two or three years in a row? Mm -hmm. That's going to shrink very rapidly and that's going down a slippery slope. So you don't want to just sort of have a bunch of accounts, keep your fingers crossed and wing it. You want to have a plan. You want to have a growth plan and you want to have an income plan. In my example, if you need $10,000 a month, you're getting $5,000 a month. From Social Security, you're short another five grand. You need to have an income plan to create $5,000 a month. And that's when you can go and decide where to take the money from. Is it traditional 401k, Roth 401k, IRA, what have you? And then implement that income plan within. 
So you talk about replacing your paycheck. People are trying to do that by peeling money off the top. That's not generating income. That's just taking money. Just just taking money. Yeah. So do we trash this thing, Sam? Do we do we pull a bunch of money out and say I'm going to put it in CDs? I'm going to put it in stocks or dividend paying stocks or I'm going to use an annuity or something like that? Do I do I yank money out of this and put it someplace else in order to generate that income? No, 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 not necessarily. You can do it within the 401k or IRA. In in this case. If you roll it over to a self-directed IRA, you can pretty much do anything you want. Okay. But that's all going to be, again, on a pre-tax basis. So we're talking really two different things. We're talking about how do I create income and then how do I manage my taxes. And if you do it correctly, you have some synergy and everything works together in, in a nice total package. But, yeah, it's, it's not as simple as uh, I'm just going to peel money off. I mean, you know what? During the last decade, we sort of we were able to get away with that. Because no matter who you were and you sort of where you put money and everything went up. Right. But it's not as easy these days, right? It's not, it, it takes a little bit of skill, a lot of times paying attention and understanding the different asset classes. So that's where, you know, my partners, John and Ryan and myself, where we really can come in and, and, and do a sort of do an analysis for you and make sure that you have that comprehensive retirement plan that addresses all of those sort of pillars of retirement protection, growth. And income. Well, Sam, that is a huge part of what we talk about every week on the 365 retirement plan. So your 401k is going to factor into your income plan. That's that's one of the, I think, the key parts of having a plan is mm. I'm going to get my social security. I'm going to get that to work with the other things that I've done for retirement. So how does that work? How, how does this fit in with your social security income and how does this generate income? Well, you just said it all, the plan, right? <laughs> you know, social security is the number. It's an amount. It's not a plan. Okay. So we want to make sure that we do have a plan to address your not only your day-to-day -day needs, but your your lifestyle needs, the vacations and the dinners and, you know, taking care of, uh, you know, your loved ones, spoiling the grandchildren, taking them on a Disney cruise, whatever the case may be. So we need to create that replace my paycheck plan. And so I, and how do you do it? Where do you do it from? Mostly in this case, as we're talking about 401ks, you use a lot of different things. There's a lot of different financial tools, vehicles. Uh, maybe it's designed to just simply keep your principal safe and you can grow the money a little bit more responsibly and, and, and not take on a lot of risk. But then there's other tools that you can use to essentially create your own paycheck, create your own pension. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the things that people need to be aware of, Randy, is there's an age where you have to take money from your 401k. Just may, maybe you're lucky enough, you don't need it, but you have to start taking money, taking withdrawals from the place that you've never paid any taxes on because Uncle Sam wants his taxes. And they keep moving that number around. When they you do. and I started doing the show, it was 70 and a half. Then it went to 72. Now it's 73. Yeah, it's getting more confusing. We still have people call in, I'm 70 and a half. What do I do? You know, how do I take out RMDs? The Secure Act 2.0 changed things, and if you retired before 2019, it's always been, for as long as I can remember, the magic age for the required minimum distribution is 70 and a half. Mm -hmm. It changed in 2020 to 72. Here we are in 2023. If you retire this year, the age is 73. And that's going to stay like that for the next 10 years. And in 2033, when I'll retire at mm -hmm. some point after that, it jumps to age 75. So if I retire at 65 and I have a 401k, I don't need to touch it unless I need it. But at 75, I have to touch it. I have to start taking some withdrawals down. And give or take, it's about 4% of whatever the account's worth. Okay, so they, they force you to take that amount of money out. 
what if taking that 4% knocks you into another tax bracket? I mean, it's uh, there's a double-edged sword going on here. You know, you know what? At that time, you don't have a choice. Right. That's why you do some systematic Roth conversions mm-hmm. now. You just sort of plan ahead. I mean, if you think about our country and, and when they you know sort of deal with things, it's kind of like the 11th hour. You know, when, when things are going to—just I was thinking about the debt ceiling. You know, I forget exactly the date, but they're like, well, if we don't pass the bill today— you know, tomorrow the lights won't get turned on. So Congress was working on Sunday nights, you know. You don't want to do that. You want to plan ahead. So if you know that you might be in a higher tax bracket, then maybe it's a good time to think about doing some Roth conversion now in preparation for that RMD, you know, 10 years from now. Gotcha. So then the uh, the planning starts to go, well, what if I don't use all this money? Uh, I want to send it down to my kids. Sam, is it a good idea to give your kids your 401k in your will, or should you be making other arrangements uh, to put your money someplace else because this is not a good place to give your money? Uh, I mean, I don't say it's it's a good idea or not a good idea. If that's one of your desires, and one of the questions that we ask when we first sit down with a prospective client is, you know, tell me about your family. And they say, well, you know, I got three kids and, uh, you know, second grandchild on the way. Well, the next question generally is, well, on a scale of 1 to 10, how important is it for you to leave some money behind to them? And I'd say the average number, you know, probably an 8. So if that's the situation, leaving them a large amount of money in a 401k or an IRA, I don't want to say it's a bad idea, but it's a tax bomb. Mm -hmm. The new rule says you have to deplete that account by the end of 10 years, which means if you leave a money to... Your kids, your children now, not kids anymore, your loved ones that are maybe in a successful career, that's going to be that's going to be a hard thing because for them to do any tax planning because they have to withdraw these large amounts from the 401k that you just left them. So sometimes we're sort of shifting gears and having conversations with clients that we've been you know working with for 10 years now. And now they're well into retirement, so they see the picture a little bit more clear. They, they've said to themselves, hey, you know what? I, I've been living like this. I've been doing everything I want, and I know I'm not going to spend all my money. So it would be great for me to leave, you know, little Johnny or Sarah or my grandkids some of this money that's in my 401k. And leaving it to them, again, to your point, as is in a 401k, probably there might be other options mm-hmm. you can consider. That's I don't want to say good or bad, but there might be other options you can consider. And one of them, what we've been doing with some clients that don't need the RMDs is we'll say, hey, you know what? You don't have a choice. Take out the RMD. Let's say in your case, it's, you know, I'll just make a number up, $26,300. You pay some taxes. And in this example, we'll just pretend you have $20,000 left over. What we actually do is we'll set up a trust. And inside that trust, we'll actually go and leverage it and buy life insurance. So now when you die, they're getting money that's outside of your estate because it's in a trust. It's free from any estate taxes. But also they're getting a much larger number because they're getting an insurance policy that's been leveraged. And it's income tax free. There you go. So it takes planning just like a professional athlete. You don't just go out and, you know, win the U.S. Open. You have to practice, right? It takes some preparation in this case to make sure that the outcome is ideal. 
Well, this is one of those shows that I think is really worth revisiting. So if you got in on the middle of this, we've been talking about 401ks today. How do you use it while you're working? How do you use it while you're getting ready for retirement? And how do you use it in retirement? It might be your biggest retirement asset. Let's give it some attention for sure. Give us a call at Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners and let's talk through your questions about your 401k. Set up one of our free 15-minute strategy calls, 617 440 or use our website, 365retirement.com. There's a button there that says, talk to an advisor. And we'll get those questions answered about you, your 401k, and how that's going to help you in your retirement years. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time here on the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks for listening to the 365 Retirement Radio Show and Podcast. For a complimentary meeting and to build your personalized 365 retirement plan, contact Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners at 617-440-9365 or online at 365retirement.com. Ryan Marston and John Conley are investment advisor representatives of Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Sam Lang is licensed in your state, please call 617-630-8787. Rubino and Lang Wealth Partners is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Rubino and Lang Insurance Agency, LLC. Massachusetts Insurance License Number 1783398.